1: All you have to do is call 22-2222. Up daddy. It's
3: the Brian Kruppen morning after KPNTFM. HD2.
2: Everything feels tipsy turvy. Bumbles have my rep at war. They're the troops that stand before me. I fall down, but.
1: We were flipping through old photo albums, and I was like, that's not me. What am I wearing? And she looks at me, and she's like, you wear pretty these spears. You like the fuck? <laughs> Real friends are the blue skies and your happy days. Fake friends are the clouds that you want to
2: blow away. Hey, look, you're funny now. Imagine recording you this, listening to it, and I'll releasing this. I'm thinking
4: like, we got it right now.
2: It's like this went through five or six people, right? Before the thing went Maybe on not. YouTube. Maybe not.
4: You could do one or two. <laughs> probably.
0: My real friend.
4: It used to take an entire recording studio <laughs> to do something friends. like this. It doesn't anymore. I don't know the quality. The you
2: need me. to be in a studio for
4: now.
1: Yeah. And they never blink. My
0: family, Miami. Shout out to my hometown of Atlanta. Oh. I
2: I think Kinley is five. is <laughs> five. is <laughs> And Jamaican. <laughs> My real friend. <laughs> again, like if you're Kinley, <laughs> she probably told you that she's putting that laugh track. On. Right? And again, like you have to prove that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oversight on a lot of people. So are you saying you're not happy you with the two Music Christina, is such a, a broad definition. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, beer Cat says, say I've got a real band. issue with how Jackson pronounces "cointro" in that Rosalina's ad. It's not Contro, it's Contro. No emphasis at this point. I just accept the fact that Iggy can't pronounce anything above a third grade level, but I expect oh. more from due time. Oh. Fix it! Come on. Some beer cats.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, you do. You read what's in the prompter. I looked up how to pronounce it. That's how I was told to pronounce it. Con- what's the word again? Contro is what I thought it was.
1: haven't ever heard it, Doug.
3: Have you ever Contro? heard it? It's is a it type
0: a, of
1: orange liqueur. Is it a liquor? It's an oh. orange liqueur. Beer cats are wrong, too. It's called quantro.
0: Is that okay? I'm. I'm sorry. I. Uh, I guess I can
2: re-record, right, well, we'll re-record if if it. will re-record this spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it gotta your be done. If guest gonna
1: correct you, we should probably learn how to spell it or pronounce it too.
2: Oh. Wow, wow, wow. Shots wow. right It must be easy that all you need to pronounce is ketchup. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> <clears throat> Catsup, as it may be. Welcome <laughs> but to how the are you gonna uh, spell it? nine o'clock hour here of uh, TMA, and it is uh, sponsored <clears throat> by. Brown and Krupen were in the Michelob Ultra studio. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. It comes your way in, oh, I'd say 27, 28 minutes. Hell, I don't know. And then Jackson and I go down to 101 ESPN, and we'll deal with it. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's a thoroughfare Thursday. Everything is fine. Doug, uh, we're getting better at teasing, and here is what we have. Okay. John Rom has a f- officially pulled out of TGL, the Monday Night Simulator Golf League, started by Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy that is set to start in January. The 2023 Masters champion was one of the first players to sign on to the league in November of 22. TGL provided a statement to Sports Illustrated about his departure from the new tech-infused circuit. John is one of the most talented players in the game, and we will miss him during the inaugural TGL season. We understand that players have to balance a lot of different facets of their professional and personal lives and respect John's choice and wish him well, a TGL representative said. Rahm released his own statement, quote, I am sad to confirm that I will not be participating in the first TGL season. While I still think it's a great opportunity right now, it would require a level of commitment that I can't offer. Best of luck to everyone involved, and may the best team win. Uh, Rahm lives in Phoenix, while the Tech infused League will take place in a custom-built stadium in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. According to the league, an additional player will be announced to fill the 24-player roster. So, Doug, what is going on here as the Sports Illustrated article elaborates? When Rom's departure from TGL was announced on Thursday this morning, rumors of his interest in live golf again began to oh. swirl. The two-time major champion had shut down those rumors in August in a podcast. Um, he, quote, said, I laugh when people rumor me with live golf. I never liked the format. Phil respects my decision, and I respect his Mickelson has told me that I have no reason to go play for golf, and he has told me that multiple times. Rom's also insisted that the big money contracts live has offered its players wouldn't sway at the 2022 U.S. Open at Brookline. Rom said, quote, will our lifestyle change if I got $400 million? No, it will not change one bit. So uh, John Rahm's past statements are leading those who are observing the possibility that this may mean he is going to live and TGL is working with only PGA Tour players uh, to say that he most likely won't be going to live, but others think that this is an indication that he would go to live. And if he went to live, can you imagine how that reopens that which was the quickly arranged truce between Jay Monaghan and His Excellency? Is that what you say
4: about... (laughs) I don't usually call him that, no. Does anyone deserve to be called His Excellency? Me? I, well, I don't know. I mean, I
3: think if anybody What knows, is a
4: TGL? Is that they're hitting into a simulator or something?
3: I have to tell you, I'm confused by this. Yeah, I'm willing yeah. to watch it. I do recall it was short lived, it was awful. Uh, the so show much- that they did at Top Golf on the Golf Channel. Iggy, I feel like this might have been something you may have watched. I missed that. Oh, my God. Holy crap! Nobody's gonna watch this. I mean, guys into a
1: simulator. No crowds. No yelling. No It's stupid. I just it, don't. I just don't know what.
2: I, I think. Don't know. It, but
1: maybe they got something I'm haven't thought of that's gonna. Maybe make they thought because it Tiger exciting. Morris involved, that people won't be interested in it. But. I, I, th-
2: it, it just feels like they're trying to funnel money to players as much as possible to avoid going to live. That like this league and basically not money laundering or a pyramid scheme, but it just maybe not supposed to make money and it's just to entice the player to stay in the PGA limelight, I guess, and not move to live would be my only guess. Because no, the doing. success of this is going to be zero, right? Like, it, it's watching dudes hitting a simulator <laughs> who already hit perfect shots with 20-mile-an-hour wind. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what... Nobody's gonna miss hit anything. Like, is anybody hitting from the rough? Or are these the ones that changed from rough to sand on the? Ooh. Or is it just gonna well, be I don't know. dudes hitting the sand? He just hits a pure shot from. I, I think it's going to be terrible. Maybe they think because the- I, I hardly like watching people golf out in like the real world yeah. as opposed to virtual.
4: Maybe no they sense. think the banter of the players just talking and giving each other trouble. Maybe they think that's what's going to be. Have you heard Rory
2: McIlroy talk smack? Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. He's horrible at it. I mean, Pearl Hatton's like the only real entertaining person that they there
4: have. There are places in the United States you can absolutely play year round. Why not just come up with some sort of
3: tricked up tournament there?
2: The Colin Morikawa well, video. Tiger can play here because he'd have to walk. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Morikawa video though when he said this is a bigger honor or just that big of honor than getting the call for the Ryder Cup That's when I knew it was a money-laundering <laughs> yeah, scheme. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I don't think they're laundering money
3: Money-making scheme, maybe. That was, that was... I don't get What was that?
2: It was cringy too, so it was like a three-camera shoot on a Cell phone call like so it was clearly like staged Obviously by a PR team it to me. It was all weird. I love calling Morikawa for sure one of the great personalities That was a weird thing. Was that a shot at the Ryder Cup? Taylor Gooch, when he said winning this lift thing was the best thing?
3: I I don't know. I mean, that was was odd. Like, borderline satirical. It was so
1: strange. Well, I don't see how this... I mean, there's been talk about Rahm, even Brandel Chamblee. I think with Golf Week, maybe a couple weeks ago, did an interview and said he's still a little worried about Rom leaving. He goes, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but that would be the one that would really move the needle, and I'm afraid. That's the only one I kind of think I might be afraid he'll leave. But I don't know why. I mean, he's, you know, it's not like Pat Perez saying, oh, these guys are just going for the money. They're stupid, and then he goes for the money. It wouldn't be that. I mean, but John Rom has said numerous times, I don't need the money. It's not going to change me. I don't yeah. want to play there. So it would if he went. It would be probably the most hypocritical statement of all the people left. But I, I believe him. That he cares about you know his legacy and the game of golf and how much money do you need and i'm happy and i believe him i don't think he goes and i don't just because he's done more playing play in this
3: stupid league yeah and lives i mean yeah i mean like if he lived in jupiter or palm beach Gardens yeah. or whatever then you go okay well but i mean you get it you got to fly whatever that is i don't know four hours from phoenix to whatever the hell he'd fly into uh pbi and and then dick around on a simulator when you just had... I think he has two young children, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just, and you got hundreds of millions of dollars. You just don't get it you're going to tie that into... You just leave him for live
0: yeah. So, at one point, Rahm was managed by Mickelson's brother, Tim. And Rahm and Phil have the same agent. So, there's some connection.
4: I don't think anybody leaving for live would move the needle. I think whoever goes to live people will just kind of forget that they were a player. They'll just keep watching the PGA and not pay much attention to live until those players come and play in the majors.
2: Well, I find it a little weird, too. Roy McElroy like, made fun of Liv, like, their little team-style competitions. It's not real golf. And, like, what's the difference between this and what Liv is doing in terms of team play? Because if you're not following, like, the teams and then picking on Twitter, it's more cringy than the Morikawa video. Like, it's like they're drafting just PGA players, and PGA players have to fake this excitement... Of some Boston Commons Golf Association is now like a new team, and they have to like hype it up. It's all going to be brutal, and it's all just to pay the players extra money to entice them to stay.
3: Yeah. Turvis Paris says that Morikawa video was making fun of Taylor Gooch. comma, No?
2: Question mark. You like that, Doug? When somebody? Not really. No. If it wasn't, they did terrible at like they could have done a lot of different things to joke about it. It seemed really real like fake emotion but it seemed like it wasn't taking a shot at anybody. It didn't seem that clever.
1: Well, there's certain people like, you know, Gooch. I mean, he was going to be a decent player on the PGA Tour and have a good career with his with his bonus of being the player of the year. He he made 40 million dollars last year just in money, not what he made to go over there, what they paid him to go over there. I mean, 40 million dollars in one year. I mean, that's That's life changing money. Oh, yeah. Not that he was going to be poor if he played on the PGA Tour, but, you know, got it through $40 million in the bank in 2023.
4: Not bad. Which makes it all the more strange that any of them would have interest in hitting into a simulator <laughs> at a time when they should be resting and just kind of spending time with their family and kicking back after a long season.
2: Especially winning a huge tournament Saturday, you're getting blitzed, and on the, the next day, you got to go hit in front of a simulator. Like, I, 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 just, I don't know if I, like, understand how much want to these players are going to have. I just,
3: I don't know. I mean, I, during you know the cold months here, I'll play in a simulator. I'll, the group of guys I'll play with sometimes will get together and we'll actually gamble, form teams, and screw around. And even if I have money in it, I'm not paying attention most of the time and I'm just BSing. Like, oh, I got to Venmo this guy. Oh, you get to Venmo me? Great. I can't imagine going, hey, kids, gather around. Tiger's hitting into the mm-hmm. simulator. Let's be watch. Be a great TV show. <laughs> I just don't. I God. must be missing something. Yeah. I remember when this was announced, whenever it was, like a year ago. Thought, God, what are they doing? I just don't understand it. I thought it was going to be real golf. I thought it was going no, to be team. the I don't know. No, I don't. I never understand. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. That's There's
1: I mean. it's something else that Liv did that now the PGA Tour says, well, we're going to do it too. I mean, basically these elevated tournaments because of Live. Uh, purses are because of live. Now this league things. because everything they're doing is because of live. So
2: isn't this like the NBA having like a Papa Shot League to like where you see guys doing turnarounds in front of six ten guys, thirty five feet away from the basket, and mm-hmm. their new league now and them like shooting little basketballs into a hoop five feet away. Right, like that seems to be. There's no challenge in these simulators. You, it, there's no. I just, I don't get it.
4: Or it's like Major League Baseball players going to the Tower T batting
2: cage. Yeah, at 85 (laughs) miles an (laughs) hour and trying to just pinpoint, what's the point? You're going to see guys hitting them straight down the fairway as you want. It's going to be the same thing you watched all weekend. Mm -hmm.
3: 15 minutes away from the Design Air heating and cooling email the day here on TMA. Presented, Doug, by Brown and Crouppen. Our new title sponsors, and boy, it's It's great to
4: have them. If you have a potential personal injury case... Brown & Coopin is the local law firm you need to know about. Maybe you do know about it. You probably already know about them. They've been around in St. Louis for 44 years now. The firm started in 1979. You may see some of these out-of-town law firms have come in, done a lot of advertising, trying to trying to lure you in that direction. But don't you want a local law firm that's been here, that knows the local courts, knows the local judges, all the other local attorneys? You want someone local who's been here and will always be here on your side, and that's what Brown and Crouppen is. You know, what? we got some testimonials when we announced that they were going to be our new title sponsor from some of the listeners who have had uh, contact and done business with Brown and Crouppen. Here's a a couple things of what they've said. Here's the 830 Recreator. My mother works for them and loves it. They've taken care of her through her health scares for years. Thank them for that. Great guys even walked with Terry during a charity walk in St. Charles one year. Uh, another uh, Doug's work husband says Brown and Crouppen were great to my parents in a tough time with nursing care for my grandma. Very positive experience. And old Mary Joe from Missouri says my friend was in line at a gas station counter ahead of Terry Crouppen. He was wearing a Tupac T-shirt. Pac. She asked him if he was a big fan of Pac, and he said huge. He's a huge fan of. I'm Pac. a Pac guy too. I, I did not Pac know Pac over Biggie. So me. he learned something new about Terry Crouppen today. But what his clients all learn is that these are the guys you want on your side they'll give you a free evaluation they work on a contingency basis no upfront cost to you at all if you don't get paid they don't get paid they usually get paid they won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients so again if you have any kind of personal injury case you'd like to talk with them about pick up the phone give them a jingle and they will let you know remember the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising past results are no guarantee of future results And every case is different and must be judged on its own accord.
3: The name of the game on this show and why it's existed for so long on low wattage AM radio stations and HD2. We haven't exactly been lousy with wattage. EGL <laughs> radio. Is that uh, the name of the game is supporting the sponsors. Do you want to support the EDF group Is the sponsor of our text inbox on TMA? Well, it's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? Well, the answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com so a technician can come out. And explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. The EDF Group is high and will prevent your facility from a high fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the EDF Group. Com. I'm taking a look at the updated numbers here for this weekend. A lot of the money is still on Missouri. The volume of bets is lower, but the money's on Missouri. Where am I going to put my bets in? Maybe Jackson will get me hooked up at Circa. Yeah, no matter what
0: game you're going to be one to play, they're going to have it over there at Circa Sportsbook. The Circa Sports app is now available. In Illinois. Oh man, something in my throat. <laughs> what in the world? Some, ah, man. Better get that ready by 10. <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta lock in. Um. <laughs> Apologies. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, you make the short drive across the river. If you live in Illinois, you sign up for the Circus Sports app, and now you can wager on those college football games you like, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, whatever what? you'd like to play, Circus Sports has it for you because the Circus Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. And of course, the Circus Sports app is now available for use, in Illinois. So visit circusports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text I-L-G-A-M-B to
3: 833-234. Uh, Doug Domino, our guest in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, I was always uh, a fan of his both here in St. Louis and now in Atlanta uh, because he uh, reasoned things out. Wasn't necessarily a takesmith and maybe that's the reason why he's had 30 years in Atlanta uh, doing it. Um, But sometimes news can really rattle uh, Sports Talk Radio hosts. It
4: can, yeah.
3: And uh, nothing hit harder in Detroit uh, 48 hours ago than the Chase Young trade.
2: He got dealt finally, did he? (laughs) What team was he on now?
3: He was on the Commanders. Commanders, he's now on the Niners. Uh, Doug, uh, this – so again – Mm-hmm. The Commanders are in Washington. Sure, they are. 49ers are in San Francisco. Seems like it, yeah. This gentleman is in Detroit. Take a listen.
2: So, right in the middle. Report Former number two overall pick for the Commanders, Chase Young, is being traded to the 49ers. Likely
3: a mid round pick in 2024. Oh. Oh. What
4: are we doing? <laughs> what you doing?
3: And get your privileged ass <laughs> out of here! Get
1: out! <laughs> Kindly leave! <laughs> leave! <laughs> A mid-round pick!
2: Leave! <laughs> out. What did out. I do? Oh. Huh.
4: Now, are, are they upset? I the,
2: just love the job.
4: They upset that the <laughs> Niners got better, and the Lions think the Niners might be in their way to get to the Super Bowl. I think they wanted the Lions to go after Chase Young. I believe oh. so.
0: And that was a chair he threw. <laughs> really? What are we doing? The chair he was
1: actually sitting in. Uh, is, that what, oh. that, is that the guy with the great hair in the big podcast? No, you're <laughs> thinking of Don LaGreca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a big Don LaGreca guy. Yeah, that guy <laughs> is. DLG. A, uh,
3: this guy, I don't know their names. And
0: I'm sorry about that. I should have.
3: Yeah, Doug's uh, got, a little pissed. Well,
0: usually if we're going to play audio, I'd that like to WDAE.
4: It been, is amazing in out, the I NFL, sorry. some of the trades. Big-name players go for mid-round draft picks, like, the Rams got a mid-pick for Jerome Bettis, who's a Hall of Famer.
3: Well, he was up there. Yeah, but they or... got Amp Lee.
4: This is the time, it was right after they got uh, Marshall Falk, and they said, what do we need two guys for? Why not have two guys as opposed to a mid-round draft Which
3: pick? Which is why they drafted Trunk candidate in the first round.
2: Yeah.
1: God. Then you go the Rams uh, route, and they gave up probably the next 10 years of their franchise for a Super Bowl win.
2: They have their first-round first pick next year in, like, five years. Rams do?
4: Yeah. I think so. that <laughs> right. Boy, you
1: Five
2: brought. or six years, I
3: think. Uh, yeah, the uh, Lions, dug are a game back of the Eagles for the lead in the yeah. NFC. I'm adopting the uh, Lions here in 2020. I'd like to see them win. Yeah, they oh,
2: they're going to cook to that division. Chock you full get...
3: of St. Louis talent. Yeah, they do. They got the punter,
4: punter from Ledoux. That's right. Uh,
0: Sam, Jameson Sam, Williams. Sam, Sam Laporta, Jameson Williams. Jameson like, no. Williams
3: is a, a target up in Detroit along with that guy's chair. They're not <laughs> Jameson Williams. No.
4: Is Ledoux a uh, hotbed of punting talent? <laughs> <laughs> Jack is the first punter that I know
0: of that has played in the national field. Tried to get him League. on Balloon
3: Party and
4: you know, <laughs> he actually
0: won't out. do it.
1: Really?
3: Did you know, know think... him there?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school with Jack. He's huh. a year older than me. I'm Could he sure. always punt? I
1: think, I think Jeff Brockhouse punted a few times for the Falcons, but he was the field goal kicker for Brentwood and he um, played for Atlanta Falcons in Mizzou. Yeah, I think he punted a few
4: times. But Jackson was good buddies with this guy. Well, I was good buddies with Brockhouse. <laughs> okay, we'll turn the... Ac- I wasn't trying to make to a you. competition.
1: I don't know you weren't, but some, for some reason, Doug brought it up. <laughs> okay, how well did you <laughs> Wait, know so Jeff the Brockhouse?
2: the punter was better?
4: <laughs> no,
1: I think that Jackson said I think he's the only person from Missouri that's punted in the NFL. I said we will do. We'll do. Oh, well, hell, probably, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant... <laughs> In the city.
4: So tell us about your relationship ah. with Jeff Brockhouse. <laughs> well, nothing, he's just a friend. I went to high school with him.
3: Oh, did you? It's interesting to hear how much Jackson's confidence has gone up over the last 12 to 18 months. He sounds totally different in some of those early ads and promos. Killing it now, cutie. That's from the Crestwood oh, Coyote, who gosh. goes by Brain Beaven.
0: Huh? You see that? that? You mean? see
3: in the text inbox? His name's Brain Beaven. What's At least in my computer is. it is. He show up as Brain Beaven and yours with Brain Beaven.
4: Uh, I don't know what that Brain means. Beaven.
0: Uh, It's it's coming up as Crestwood Coyote
3: for me. Oh, that's so weird. It is
0: weird. But thank you, Crestwood Coyote. That's so nice of you. Do you feel like
3: you're more confident now, Jax?
0: Uh, Certainly on balloon party. I feel a lot more confident. I used to really, like, every time I opened my mouth, it was like an out-of-body experience. But now I've gotten much more comfortable there.
4: Knock on wood. Yeah. They do have coyotes in Crestwood, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. I saw one walking down uh, Sappington Road one day on the way to work.
0: Is a coyote bigger than a fox?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Should give him a ride. I didn't. He was just casually strolling right down the sidewalk like if somebody's dog. I guess that's where this nickname comes from. The Crestwood Coyote. Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, they can run. They can go up to 43 miles oh, per
4: yeah, hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw one one night coming home late at night from, from work at Channel 4, and there was one running on our street. It just looked like a cheetah was running. Yeah, for Ooh. real. That's really yeah, fast. Yeah, it could just fly.
3: Was it howling as well?
4: It wasn't howling.
0: Their favorite uh, animal to eat is a marmot.
3: Jackson hates their uh, their sweaters.
0: God, those are awful. The Avalanche pulled out a much better sweater last night. I saw
3: those, and I was wondering what you thought. This guy really is critical of uniforms. Mm-hmm.
0: The, it's a thousand times better than their red and, like, royal blue look that they got going for the rest of the uh, the Scarlet and royal blue. I don't really love the white shoulders,
3: um, but they're not bad. Jesus, Iggy Upset Jackson knows someone. Oh, yeah, I know a punter, too. That's from the 636. No, I just hey, miss- hey, hey, I know someone in the NFL, too. Look at me. Give no. me attention. That's from the old Appleton stepdad. I me, 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 me. Enough of you and more of me. Jesus, that's from Larry Thornton. Doug, and he is locked in for Saturday at 2.30 between the edges. Come to think
4: of it, I went to school with a guy at Kirkwood who made it to the NFL, Mike Wood. Was a kicker for several
2: teams. Boomer Grigsby from Canton. Go. All about you. Yeah. All-time NCAA <laughs> leading tackler from <laughs> Illinois State. He was drafted in the fifth round by the Chiefs. And was on the first year of Hard Knocks, who is still friends with Larry Johnson, and they go hunting together. And you knew him? He was four years older than me, three years, so he was a beast, yeah. He, Like I said, he NCAA all-time leading tackler.
4: Tim, anyone at St. Louis U High in the league that you knew? I don't
2: think so. I don't know.
3: My cousin Jason Dulick uh, had a nice run at the uh, ILL. But uh, NFL-wise at the University guys, I saw Gary Cornfield was up at uh, MetLife this weekend watching a member of the Jets for that Jim Dandy. And I'm trying to think what St. Louis High player that was that he coached. I wonder if he would have been in the same class as Greg, who's on the Jets now. I don't yes, know. I don't know. But I know he was up there to watch a former... Big season. raw bone lineman. I uh, I don't know uh, what the position was, but I saw he was up there watching one of his former players. St. Louis you had that great team. Schnurr went to Northwestern and quarterbacked him in the Rose Bowl. Duloc yeah. was at Illinois, and I think he had some wide receiving records. And they
4: had a wingo, right? Uh,
3: not on that team, but they've had a bunch of wingos. Yeah. And uh, and then Scott Pfeiffer played at Tennessee, all from that same team. So that was a hell of a team. Uh, they cut me, though. Doesn't make sense, does it? Not with your size. Thank you for saying it. What was it again? 5'2", 100 pounds.
2: <laughs> I remember Boomer. God, that was, yeah, that is <laughs> it. never
3: fails to me. <laughs> that's that's <and> favorite <laughs> material I got.
2: <laughs> and they couldn't find a
4: spot for you? Thank you. That's not very good coaching. Call
3: in, Coach Cornfeld. Be you held you ever, accountable. Everything
0: uh, you ever think about place kicking? You, that's a, a fine size for place kicking. <laughs> oh,
3: Five two one hundred. You see, like, like Reggie Ho of the nineteen eighty eight Notre Dame team, I believe, was five two one hundred pounds. Well, if you're
0: gonna be that size, placekicking oh. of, might be the only option.
3: <laughs> or Holder, maybe. Left tackle was not. In probably play. not. No. Uh, Tony Adams, defensive back, is who Coach Cornfeld was watching. Apparently. No. Thank you. Boy, a bunch of people are Well aware Kirkwood of that turned on
4: Jeremy Macklin, of course.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. Head yeah. coach at uh, the Pioneers now. Pioneers,
4: yeah. Mizzou Hall of Famer. I guess I'd
2: be the best player to come out of Kirkwood. Yeah, you know, Boomer Grinkby, man, in the semis, I think, in the state, got kicked out of the Joliet Catholic game for stomping on a dude. Well, after he tackled him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Chuck Roper went to Brown he was a Missouri
4: quarterback. Oh, that's right. He was good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Chuck Roper. Roper Jackson were you old enough to appreciate Bobby Knight when he was still in his prime probably not huh?
0: so when I was being conscious of sports I always say 2006 was like the first year I, I kind of knew what was going on in the world of sports uh, so at that time he was probably at Texas Tech yeah so I had heard stories my dad loved Bobby Knight well, like he? basketball coach himself he would he went to uh, Indiana in Bloomington when they held the uh, Olympic tryouts there I mm-hmm. hear the that Barkley got cut Barkley and John Stockton got cut and
4: Steve Alford made the team yeah my dad oh. my
0: dad talks about like <laughs> there was these unbelievable players and there was just like this like little white guy from Utah and they're like who the hell is that and I was like oh it's John Stockton or Washington yeah. um, and they're like who is this guy and it ended up being John Stockton so he loved Bobby Knight and so he would tell me stories but um, so yeah not like live was I able to recognize his greatness mm-hmm. but retroactively
3: I would gather, and I feel like it's probably because we've talked about it over the years, that you were not a fan. Am I correct?
4: No, I was not a fan. Okay. Mm -mm. I mean, you couldn't help but uh, appreciate the success he had on the court. Right. He demanded, absolutely demanded total discipline from his players and got it. He had great players, but he had no discipline of his own. Throwing chairs and punching a Puerto Rican policeman and berating people that he didn't like. I, I know I didn't care for his behavior at all, but there's no denying that he built one of the best records in the history of college basketball. And
3: I was that, a fan, but I, you know, I, I don't know. what I don't know. I read, I read his book and I was a fan of, I think, I think I have a default. Like I'm trying to psychoanalyze why I was a fan when I feel like people get, um, labeled as something that may not necessarily be who they really are. And so I feel sympathy for them, which is probably a self-interest thing. But that's, I think, I think that's what my thought, because I did have an experience with him. And I wrote about that on the TMA fan page on Facebook. And I I told the story, I feel like I maybe told the story on Balloon Party, Jackson, um, where I had an experience with him. But with that said, it's not an either or you know, I was watching Scott Van Pelt, not that there was a eulogy, but his story on him passing. And there's the, there are the famous ones, the game face thing, and then he's holding a whip. If uh, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, but God, the one that was like gross. And it was right after I had my, um, you know, few minutes where it was just me and him and Tony LaRusso's office in, in 2000, uh, which I wrote about last night. Uh, he was interviewed by Jeremy Shap, right when the Neil Reed video came out, the choking video. Mm-hmm. And Shap was following up and, you know, he had jumped in a couple of times when Knight was talking and Knight said, you got to stop interrupting me. And, and he said, no, I'm not interrupting. He goes, you have a couple of times. And then Knight pauses and stares at him and shakes his head and goes, you got a long way to go to be as good as your dad. And I'm just like, man, that's like calculated Mm -hmm. mean. You know what I mean? Dick Schaaf
4: is one of the greats of all time.
3: So I'm just like, "Ah, that's just kind of like gross. But I also think he it was a – I mean, you don't have players from decades ago love you like they love him if you weren't doing something right, but it just cut both ways. Mm -hmm. And I finished what I wrote last night by saying – for a variety of reasons, there will never be another Bobby Knight, and because of his success. But then also, no one would ever in 2023 get away with what he was able to get away no, with they wouldn't in the put 70s up with it anymore. No, uh-uh. I mean he got all the way to 2,000 in Indiana yeah. with that stuff. Yeah. I mean, the chair-throwing thing was, I think, in the early 80s, early to mid-80s. Yeah. But he was in the—he mid; had won, what, in 78, 81, and 87?
4: Three titles, yeah. And he wouldn't have gotten away with it as long as he did if he hadn't had his record. Yeah. My dad was
0: kind of like you, Doug, like early on loved him. But as as more of his behavior became public, he was like, ah, it's tough to really yeah. like this guy too much. You know, but respect the coaching prowess, of course.
4: Yeah, I, I don't care how competitive you are how much you've won— if you're a jerk, you're a jerk, and he was. Remember when Lou Henson called him out after an Illinois-Indiana game, and he had that famous quote, well, I wanted him to come outside. <laughs> well,
2: <then laughs> they, classic
3: bully.
4: And
2: then, then they, they bought at Lou, Henson,
3: uh, Lou Henson's retirement. Thank mm-hmm.
2: you, yeah. I remember that video watching that as a kid, and Lou Henson comes out. Is this the Bob Knight I know? <laughs> God, Lou Henson's a
4: well, most of the people in Indiana would God. stick by Bobby Knight no matter what. Right. No matter what he did, they'd all say, well, he's a he's a big winner. You just don't know him. Well, look what he's doing.
3: The Coach K book last year really expressed how complicated Bobby Knight was. He could be completely brilliant and empathetic and then flip a switch to being vindictive and hurtful. That's from the mm-hmm. 314.
2: I don't think that uh, complicated is not the right word. Just being an ass. Yeah. And, uh, like, one of the best coaches of all time, but... I. I think he can be both. You yeah. can say that he was an amazing coach and also say, I would never want to play for a guy like that. Right. I think both can be true.
4: Most people who are jerks are nice some of the time. Bobby Knight was a friend of, of the skipper, Tony LaRusso. Oh, yeah. He was at spring training a few times.
3: Quite a bit, yep. Mm-hmm. That's how I was aware um, that he was, you know, in failing health. And that is why they brought him back which is something i think a lot of people never thought was going to happen in 2020 so i saw that video i'm sure you saw that video last night as they were paying tribute tonight that he returned to i uh, didn't see bloomington it, no. okay mm. And it, it had to have been in january or february or the first 11 days of march of 2020 because it happened in 2020 and he is clearly not all there yeah you know and it wasn't because he was 80 he was suffering and uh But they wanted to bring him back. And you could tell his son, Pat Knight, who took over for him, uh, was walking with him. But God, I don't know, it looked like there were 50 former players on the court with him. And he made that return because after he was fired, he wanted nothing to do with Indiana. And then went the next year and coached at Texas Tech and won a total of 902 games. He had a pretty good run at Texas Tech, certainly Mm -hmm. not nearly as good as his run at Indiana. But he kept coaching until he had 902 wins. Which Shashevsky passed.
4: Well, he was a basketball genius. Got his first head coaching job at age 24. So, you know, he had to be yeah. bright as hell.
3: Coached at West Point. Coached at yeah, West Point.
4: Yeah. Can you imagine now getting a 24 year
3: old head coach? Quinn was 32. Yeah. yeah and that right. was. That what's was
4: that, Jackson?
3: I have a 24 year old coach now. Getting
0: a Power Five or even a mid-major job is un- would be unheard. You'd be yeah. on
3: board if it was Trey Gomillion.
0: Mm. That's a that's a real shout out. To Trey Gomillion he just got signed to a G League team too. What that Doug? Portland. Some of the, some
4: Portland. of our players are 24. Yeah, for
2: real. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob and I probably wouldn't have a 500 record if you coached now, though. With how college sports are, you're not keeping guys for three years. You're not benching starters and having them play better the next game. Like they're just leaving. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. You're if certainly not treating him the way that he treated them. Right. Yeah, he wouldn't have survived two years in this sort of landscape.
0: Indiana hasn't had a ton of success since he left. Mike
2: yeah. Davis took that team to the championship game against Barron.
0: Yeah, and that's relative. What fixed it? It's Steve Francis. It's relative to how good they were in the earlier parts of uh, Bobby Knight's yeah. run.
2: There's Didn't... a kid in our conference in high school who ended up played at Washington high school, Washington, Illinois, who went ended up getting a full ride to Indiana and that just showed how far down they were. Mm-hmm. Matt Roth is the name. Great player in high school. But for a guy like that to get a full ride scholarship to a university like that with the you know, the pedigree of their backbone I mean, it kind of showed just how far down they were.
4: Didn't Larry Bird start at Indiana and after one year yeah. transferred. Yeah.
2: Ready?
0: He did not like uh, the other players on the team. he didn't like the culture there. And so he went back to French Lake.
1: and then went to ISU. There's a Scott Perrier who did the show with me in Springfield, with me and Ned Reynolds, used to write for the news leader, Springfield news leader. And he told a funny story on his Facebook page where when, at the time, Southwest Missouri State uh, was hiring Steve Alford to be their coach. And he went to Bloomington to do a little story on Steve, his upbringing, and talk to some former, you know, teammates and players and he wanted to get a few quotes from Bobby Knight. So he got a credential to go to the Bloomington, to go to Indiana versus Green Bay, Wisconsin that night. And He said he's sitting on radio, on press row, with, sitting next to the Bloomington beat writer. And he said, I'm from Springfield. He goes, oh, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm doing a story on Steve Alford. I was hoping I could get a quote or two from Bobby after the game. He goes, well, let me tell you something. He's, if they happen to have a big win and he's in a jovial mood, you might be able to get it in, but you never know how he's going to react. So they barely beat Green Bay, Wisconsin, think he said, by six or seven points. And Knight started the first five minutes of the press conference by just praising how good Green Bay, Wisconsin's defense was. And they came on to this, and we had trouble with this. And the next question was from a guy who said, so what do you uh, attribute Green Bay's staying so close? <clears throat> he said Knight spent the next 10 minutes just berating this guy. Did you not listen to what I said? My... And, he's, and <laughs> the Bloomington guy leaned next to uh, Scott after he goes, Tonight's
2: not the night. Yeah. <laughs> Calhoun's worse, though. Jibby Calhoun? Like Jibby, Jibby Bayhide. Calhoun. I do not like Calhoun, man. I just don't like coaches
4: who are so lucky to have these jobs that pay them millions and then act like they invented the sport and everyone else around them swing, is an baby. idiot. Is an, everyone else is an idiot. I
2: can't stand those guys. Dabo.
3: Plahawk, you're a Tyler from Spartanburg fan.
2: Oh yeah, With that yeah, I love that guy calling him out. I bet you that dude's fired today though. But Tyler from Spartanburg. I just have a hunch.
3: Uh, hey, we got to uh, get to the uh, designer heating cooling email later. but first, it's time for Jackson to tell us about Marcana.
0: Oh, he's my financial advisor. He's a wizard. Uh, what do you call him, Doug Mahatma?
4: Well, I'm a Buffett. Yep, that's <laughs> Buffett. and I think uh, mm-hmm.
0: wonderful head of hair. You want to talk about Tufts. Oh, Man, is that guy God. got a world-class oh. head of hair. He's also got a world-class set of knowledge when it comes to financial planning and planning for your financial future. I didn't think it was that big a deal but when I started working with Mark Hanna, I realized how important it is and how important it is to have someone like Mark Hanna in your corner. He's so knowledgeable. He's so wise, and he's so good at conveying that message to his clients. That's why I love working with Mark Hanna, and that's why you'll love working with Marcana.
3: His number is 314 890503 or go online at evergreensTL.com. to Mark Anna Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Hey guys, nice try out there today. One of the most overlooked comments in the last week is that while Iggy was a Brentwood superstar athlete, met every high school team. He was 5'2 and could pass for a grade school trick-or-treater. Dominating the hardwood field, rank, ball field, and golf course. Suck it, haters. Mm. He is a dynamic chameleon with prowess that you can only dream of. That's from Shooter McGavin, vice president of emergency turtlenecks.
4: Shooter McGavin, vice president, emergency
3: turtlenecks. You don't have to be tall to be good. Think about that. It was a packed house at the old barn. Cigarette smoke and polo cologne wafting betwixt the old wooden rafters. Ain't no stopping us now reverberating off the button fly of my new 501s was a stern and horniness that wouldn't be quenched with a mere over-the-pant dry hump from a fat dad in a Puma tracksuit. No, I needed more, but who? Backup netminder Manny Schwartz, tempting, but I've had him. I could go on for another three-way in a booth at Schmeezings with Redmond Lane and Emilio Romero, I don't know. I needed something more, something special. I wanted romance, and then I saw him. I sent my runner down with a note to meet me. It was on like Donkey Kong. I absolutely wrecked Captain Steamer up against the Zamboni at the end of the first period, and then one and a half more times midway through the fourth period. I still have a scar on my chin from when his little blue football helmet reared back and got me. God, I love soccer. Steamer's came up short against the Wichita Wings 2-1 on a power play goal by Kim Ronved. It's calcified ear. The calcified ear. Doug, this guy had sex at a steamers game at the arena? It sounds like he did. He's had them all. Yes. I'm just going to come out right now and say what everyone is already thinking. TMA needs to hire a fourth producer. Full stop. If you hire me, I could transform TMA from a goofy, goofy little show that eavesdrop on urinating coworkers. workers to a respectable show that remembers to make sure the program is actually broadcasting over the air. One of my first orders of business would be to bring back the ambient sound of a 24-year-old Mizzou apologist furiously pounding on his computer keyboard so it seems like someone is doing actual journalism somewhere on the premises. Mm-hmm. I'd also soundproof your tiny little studio so the noise of toilets constantly flushing and powerful piss streams blasting against porcelain stop distracting the host every few minutes. I could also stand behind that skinny little lesbian guy who runs the board and remind him to put down the long john and turn off the bypass so St. Louis's angriest diabetics can actually hear the program. Every few minutes, I could tap the stoner brainchild of Tales from the Tank Lid on the shoulder, remind him to stop scrolling Twitter and actually play some relevant drops. Mm. I could also fill in... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's the Blah Boy's siren song. (laughs) I could also fill in for that elderly, senile fellow when he inexplicably wanders out of the room while someone else is talking. If the president of the sam hartman fan club starts to play golf rivals mid-segment because the focus shifts to someone other than himself i can treat him like a kid and gently say daddy needs you to put the phone away now buddy i know it's hard but you can't have it back at 10 a.m another one of my key responsibilities would be to whisper things in iggy's ear like it's almost 709 don't you think it's time to interrupt the talented guy running point and bring up lance berkman's name for some reason I promised to hold a mirror in front of Tim, Doug, and Jackson every so often just to remind them how incredibly handsome they really are. Oh. Most importantly, my main job would be to keep fresh tadpoles stocked in the deep end of the piss pools that keep forming in the restroom. Mm. However, I'm not the best with technology and stuff, so if you want someone to fix that impossible skeleton situation, you'll need to hire a fifth producer. I can start ASAP. Doug, got some the JV Golf Coach, and he has an asterisk next to his name. Okay. His own asterisk, not mine. JV Golf Coach with his
2: own asterisk. Looks like he mailed it in this month.
3: Sports journalism in St. Louis. Now close your eyes and tell me what you see. Is it an in-depth panel discussion with our region's forefathers of sports coverage, like Mike Bush, Steve Savard, and Doug Vaughn? Is it a sizzle reel of the metro area's more witty, modern sports journalists with booming podcasts and popular social media presence like Tim McKernan, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, and Martin Kilcoin? Maybe a Q&A with those who covered St. Louis's largest games on the largest stages like the Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, and World Series. Almost breathtaking, isn't it? Now, open your eyes. Would you be surprised to learn a hard-to-find documentary was done on this very topic, (laughs) but apparently the only interview that took place (laughs) amongst the region's plethora of sports journalists was with a local amateur bowler. (laughs) Who just kind of fumbled his way into radio. And according to him, his interview for this award-winning documentary took place over a plate of potato skins at America's Pub. Seven years after America's Pub had closed its door with either a woman or a man. Ah, yes. Yes. The rich, robust culture of St. Louis sports media. Thanks, that's from the fancy gentleman sporting a mm. lavender waistcoat with pinstriped pant and suede fedora, standing outside of Rozelle's.
4: Fancy gentleman standing outside Rozelle's.
3: I think we did it. At train wreck <laughs> what year was this that the interview was conducted? Uh,
2: no, it was... Four the years guy years came ago. into the 590 studio, right?
3: So it had to have been pre-2022. We know that. It was at Kirkwood. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember so this So
3: 2017 to 2021. Oh, you yeah, interviewed me at uh, Trainwreck.
2: I know, but the guy, you had a meet and greet, and a guy brought a camera. I remember this guy because, like, I remember how surprising it was that it was a documentary about the history of sports journalism. <laughs> but I remember that guy and you talking at... Kirkwood Studios after the show at some point. We have no
3: idea where it went. It has not aired. We don't believe. Yeah, there was a clip up there
1: for a period of time, but I don't know where that's at either.
2: There was a clip. Maybe he was just waiting for that interview to kind of mature a little bit, just to bake a little bit.
1: Or what you got been doing, I say there's really nothing here.
3: I wasn't really paying attention, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know that Jeff Brockhaus punted a few times to the Falcons. And when I say Falcons, I meant the 49ers. And he only played three games, and they were all during the 1987 NFLPA strike, where they used replacement players. I'm not a racist, but I play one on the text line when I claim I can't get into the third most popular league in the world despite liking a minor league version of the same sport that's been on steady decline in quality and relevance over the last 30 years. Congratulations to Bruce Bochy and the 2023 world champion Texas Rangers. I'm starting to think having an experienced skipper in the dugout might be key to a successful postseason run. Bochy was available the last time the Cardinals had an opening, but I doubt we even gave him a call considering the scope of the candidate search didn't expand beyond Mazelak's rectum. Oh! He probably would have just told Mo he was retired like Mike Maddox, or maybe he just wouldn't have replied to Mo's text. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are going to run it back in 2024 with the same group of Moe's yeah. Mary Yes men that lost 91 games in 2023. And what's the media in this town talking about? Oh, so Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman's hair in Arkansas, head football coach Sam Pittman's press. Oh. Some buck swope. I oh, Guess what we have for the design air heating and cooling email of the day.
4: Uh, well, I very much like Shooter McGavin's name, uh, the vice president of emergency turtlenecks. <laughs> And I was going to vote for him, but I think Buck Swope brought it really strong right there at the end. I'll go. I'll vote for Buck Swope. God, it's a
1: hard one because none of them are any good.
4: Buck <laughs> Swope was purple. good. I, thought, I thought there were some good ones out there. Was... I'm going
1: to go with the guy outside Rozelle's. Now I'm
3: going to go with him, too. Dang, damn <laughs> it, Lucas. fancy gentleman sporting a lavender waistcoat. <laughs> Waistcoat with pinstripe pants, suede fedora, standing outside of Rizal's. Okay, ourselves isn't there anymore, <laughs> is it? Well, this guy still is. Oh, time for us to shut it down. Jax and I are going to go deal with it on uh, 101 ESPN. You can watch us deal with it in the YouTube chat at 101 ESPN for the Plough, for Action. Jacks, for kind of think he's dressed. Remember the camera, Douglas, I'm Vaughn. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.